Thank you, Jesus. Anybody got that testimony today? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, God. That, that's a testimony. A lot of people think that that's just a praise, but that's actually a testimony. That's, Thank you, Jesus. Because only you know. <laughs> There's something that happens in the psyche. There's something that happens in the mind as you begin to say, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because your thank you, Jesus, is actually connected to something that he has done yet again. A way that he has made yet again. Is it anybody in the building that can say, he's made a way for me? I don't, I don't know about the person on the other road, but I know as far as me and my house, he's, he's made a way. And it's just something about when you say, thank you, Jesus. I don't know about nobody else, but I just can't think about the last thing that he, that he done. When I say, thank you, Jesus, I begin to go back in the crevices of my mind and begin to think, just thank you, Jesus. Shouldn't have woke up this morning and thank you, Jesus. Should still be locked down somewhere. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm still in my right mind when everything that came against me should have took me out of my mind. But I thank Sometimes we just get stuck there. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Ooh, and the memories begin to flood and cascade down the sides of your brain. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. You say thank you because you're grateful. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Anybody ever gave you something but you really wasn't grateful? You really didn't need it? But you said thank you anyway because they gave it to you. You understand what I'm saying to you? But have you ever been in a situation that you needed what it was that he gave you? Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Ain't that more valuable than something when they give you something that you need? Lord, have mercy. And when we're talking about God and what God gives you, he gives you what man can't give you. He gives you what a job can't give you. He gives you what success can't give you. You understand what I'm talking about? He gives you the impossible. He gives you the incredible. He gives you, Lord, have mercy. Y'all don't hear me up in here. I just need about three people who he's done something for just to go ahead and scream it in the atmosphere. Thank you. Hey, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, you, you know, you know, you know, I tell the doctor, I appreciate you. I tell the lawyer, I appreciate you. But in the same instance, I, I think about them same things and I look to Jesus and I say, but thank you. Because I know without you, that person wouldn't have been able to do it. I know without you, that wouldn't have been able to happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank you, Jesus. When we begin to talk about the strength of the cross, when we begin to recognize the strength of the cross and the power in the blood, they used to sing a song that said there's power, wonder-working power in the blood. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and I think if we would just ever understood how, how powerful the blood was, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the... It's the blood, Lord, how mercy, that's, that's powerful. It's the, it's the power, Lord, how mercy. Anybody ever been acquainted with the blood? I, I've been acquainted with people, and I've been acquainted with success, and I've been acquainted with a few. But if you've ever been acquainted with the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the, the blood, the blood, the blood, the Lord, how mercy. <laughs> Lord, how mercy. Hey. We bless God for everything that has went forth thus far. We... We thank God when, I love it when uh, praise and worship goes a place, <sighs> takes us a place, amen. 
we bless your holy name today. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to go through what you have to go through. Sometimes you have to go through what you have to go through. Some people might be looking at you like, I don't know why you're going through all that, but, but they ain't been through the hell that you've been through. They, they ain't been through the deliverance that you've been through. They haven't. You understand what I'm saying to you? Satan hasn't rode for them like Satan has rode for them. Life might not have rode for you like life has rode for me. And, 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 and all I can say is thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I wasn't even right, but he kept me anyway. Any, anybody got that testimony? I wasn't even right, but he kept me anyway. I was, I was dead to the wrong, but he kept me. Any, any, anybody excited about that today? That, 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 he, that he ain't tripping about where I was. Even he was tripping about who I was, and he kept me. He kept me anyway. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. That's a testimony, and I. <laughs> Even in my mess, the Bible declares that, 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 that watch this, that he, that he demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet still in sin, he, he died for us. And I don't know anybody else that would die for me. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? The Bible says a just man, maybe, and you know, you know, a good man, possibly, but, but, but to die for me while I'm a mess, undone. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Yes. That just adds to that praise, don't it? That, that make that thank you, Jesus, just a little bit deeper, don't it? Just, just, ooh, and I, I was wrong, and thank you. I disrespected you, but thank you. I acted like you didn't matter, but thank you. It's one thing when he saves you when you're right, amen. It's one thing when he saves you when you're right, but when he saves you when you're dead wrong, when he, you, if he was to pull up the foul on your life and, 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 and begin to look the foul over, you wouldn't even be able to stand there. You wouldn't even be able to look at him. You wouldn't want to be in his presence. But, but it's another thing when he knows that you're dead wrong and he bless you anyway. Oh, Lord, I'm, hey, Lord, I'm a, Lord, have mercy. It's a whole other thing. Because some folk won't fool with you unless you're right. You understand what I'm saying to you? Folk, folk, folk leave you alone when they find you're wrong. You understand what I'm saying to you? But God, this God that we serve, he can know you. He can know you wrong and love you anyway. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We bless the Lord on high. We bless his holy name. Amen. Whew. Won't be before you long today. I don't want anybody getting caught up in this potential storm that's supposed to happen today or start today. But I want to talk to you about using God's word. There is an advantage. How many of you understand that there is an advantage in using God's word? It's one thing. It really does you no good to know it if you're not gonna use it, amen? It, it does you no good to know it if you're not going to use it. You can look at the test, and you can look at the, the, the questions on the test, and you can know every answer, but if you don't write them down, you won't pass, amen? And, and, and I think that one of the things that we're doing here in the 21st century church is that we're being real smart when it comes to God's word but we're not being, we're not in action mode. We're not using what it is that's making us real smart. And let me just tell you this, if you, if you, if you, if you find yourself real smart because you know the word, but you don't use the word, then that smart becomes real silly real quick. Amen? Amen. We bless God. So today we're going to talk about applying his word and using his word to your advantage in your life. And Christians today have programmed themselves to lip service, but back away when it is that we call for action. We get excited at the thought of making a difference, 
In the heat of the moment, we can get revved up about something, but after a couple days and a few of our own problems, we lose steam about whatever we promise to be committed to. Anybody ever do that before? Just tell the truth, shame the devil. You was hype about it at first, but a couple days passed and people stopped talking about it and then a few of your own problems happened and, and then all of a sudden what you committed to wasn't so important anymore. In fact, in fact, uh, you know, some, some of us just don't know how to just say, I ain't gonna fool with that right now. I know that I said I would, but, but some of us are to get downright nasty and, and have things to say about the situation that we were once committed to, but because of the guilt of not keeping that commitment, now it's got us talking all types of ways. Oh Lord, I just said a whole lot right there. We have become, we have to become a people that is about action. If nobody else on the planet Earth is about action, it has to be the Christian. Amen? In, in the same way, it's, it's a lot like uh, church on Sunday or, or Wednesday nights. Uh, when we used to have the Wednesday night service, we, we hear a word and, and we get excited. And y'all go ahead and be seated. Y'all go ahead and be seated. You, 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 we hear a word and, and we get excited about what it is that we hear and we, we walk out newly committed and refocused. Anybody ever done that? You, the word, the word take you to a place and you, you commit to God all over again and, and now you're focused and you ain't playing this time around. And, and if we are ever going to be the powerful, the powerful entity on a whole that we are supposed to be, then we are going to have to do more. We're going to have to do more than just hear the word. We are going to have to start applying this word and not just for a couple of weeks and not just for a couple of months and not even just for a couple of years. We will have to daily apply this word to our lives and, and make it a, a routine and, uh, to operate from it. Operating from the word ought to be as natural as breathing after a while. After you've been in the church a while, and after you've been in the word a while, and after you've been in prayer a while, and after you've been in his presence a while, operating in the word ought to be just as natural. Let it start to come to you as natural as breathing. Lord, have mercy. We will have to apply it daily to our lives, and then what we apply, operate from. The word apply means, gave you some cards, I want you to leave out of here a little bit wiser than what you came in prayerfully. Uh, the, the, the word wise, the word wise means uh, to bring into action, to bring into action. I'm sorry, the word apply, the word apply means to bring into action to bring into action, to use. The word apply means to bring into action, to use. That's, that's what we have to do. We have to bring the word into action. And a couple of years back, I'll never forget, Miriam and I were sitting in a doctor's office and there was a couple sitting there and we struck up a conversation and eventually uh, Miriam told him that, that I was a pastor and, and the, conversation, the conversation automatically switched to church and um, uh, and um, and they told us they told us that they attended a church in a little in a little country town and and he 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 went on to say that church was thank you so much he went on to church to say that uh, to say that church was filled the church was filled with with older people and there was hardly any youth at all he then said that there was only about seventy people in the church and no one seems to be committed. Here, here's what caught my attention. He says, I don't, I don't know how they keep the doors open. He said, I don't know how, it, how they keep the doors open. It, it seems like everything else has people's attention, but not God. Though I, I probably think that thought a couple of times a day, it floored me to hear it said by someone else. 
See, see most folk can't, say, can't stay committed to God because their attention has been snatched by the cares of the world. And nobody wants to stay in the word. It becomes, it becomes a tedious thing to stay in the word when the world is constantly versing the word, especially when some of the things in the world you are still or you still have a love or a thing for. Amen. Jesus, talk, Jesus talks about this in the book of Mark chapter 4. Let's go there. Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 20. The book of Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 20 and it says, And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may not hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Come on. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown, where they hear. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown, that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root, you get that? They have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, a tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, not because of you, but because of the word. See, the problem is we keep on thinking it's about us, but it says a trial or a tribulation happens for the word's sake. Immediately they stumble. Now those, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering, entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all, the doers of his word. He says something very powerful that I just, just slapped me in the face. When he says... In verse 17, look at 16, it says, and these are the likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. How many of you have done that? You heard the word, you got excited about the word, amen? You received the word, you felt that the word was for you, amen? But you had no root. And so you were able to be happy for a while 
you were able to operate from the word for a while. Let, let, let me show you. You got to be careful about getting happy in church and then go Facebook posting. Satan will try your hand. You, you, you got to be careful about the word and then going to try to witness to people. This is why I used to tell people when you first come to church, you begin to come to church, don't go out the doors trying to witness to everybody. You want to get that word down on the inside of you because there is a great opportunity that the person that you are going to witness to is far more sold out to sin than you've become sold out to righteousness. Lord, have mercy. Did you catch that? So, so it says, it says it has no root in themselves and they endure for a time afterward though when affliction and persecution. So how many of you heard a word, received a word, was glad about the word, was operating from the word, then hell hit your life. Oof. <laughs> in serious degrees, hell hit your life. And, 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 and watch this. And you thought it was about you. Anybody ever thought that, that the stuff that you go through is about you? It, it, how many of you in here are saved today? I want to know that. Just tell me by a show of hands if you're saved today. And have you, have you ever since you saved, have you ever thought about that, that what you were going through was because of you? You ever made that mistake and just said, you know what, the, the, you, know, you know, they really after me and God, Satan's really, no, 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 no. It said he came for you because of the word's sake. <laughs> in, in other words, you had potential. Lord, have mercy. You had potential. And, 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 and if that word, Lord, have mercy, begins to mature you long enough, if that word begins to root you and ground you long enough, you might end up being something that he has to worry about. So he comes for you, not because of you, but because of the word's sake. Because you might take that word and share it with somebody else, and it might get them rooted, and it might get them grounded. It, it ain't about you, baby. That's the problem. We, 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 we're just a little too proud. We're just a little too cute. We feel ourselves just a little too much. It comes for you for the word's sake. <laughs> and it says, and immediately they are offended. <laughs> you see, wrongfully offended. What you offended for? This ain't got nothing to do with you. Well, what, what do I get offended for? This don't have nothing to do with me. It comes for the word's sake. Lord, have mercy. So, so, so what should happen? What should happen? We just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I hear you, Holy Ghost. What should happen when you see the enemy coming at you after you have received a word, after you have got a word, it has, and, and you have become glad about the word, when you see Satan coming for, you've got to remember what? He ain't coming for me. He's coming for the word. And so this is the word. He said, I hid it where? In my heart, which translates in my mind. And the Bible told us, above all else. Don't you let him have that word. Don't you let him have that word. You, 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 better, you better guard it like it's, it's, it's gold at Fort Knox. You understand what I'm saying? Above all else. Guard your, guard your mind. You better keep that. You better keep that word because it, it ain't your strength. It's the word that make you strong. Lord, have mercy. You, 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 think you, you think you've come a mighty long way. No, baby, the word brought you a mighty long way. You, you, you think you stopped on your own. It wasn't you. You didn't, you didn't have the power to stop on your own. The, the word gave you the strength to stop what you couldn't stop on your Stop on your own. Somebody say it's for the word's sake. Lord, have mercy. And when you begin to, when you begin to properly understand what it is that's going on in warfare, you begin to properly understand how to guard yourself and you begin to properly understand how to fight back. But as long as you make the mistake of thinking this thing is about you, you will always operate from a flesh place. You will always operate from a natural place. And you can never win a battle in the spirit while you're operating from the natural. Ooh. Somebody ought to write that down. I'm, I'm through fighting in the natural. I'm through. Fight, don't fight in the natural no more because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
You understand what I'm saying to you? The weapons of our warfare are not you rolling your neck and hands on your hips. And the weapons of our warfare are you not pulling out your pistol. That's not the weapons of our warfare. The weapons of your warfare are not you throwing your hands up. The, 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 the weapons of our warfare are not a nasty Facebook post. It's, that's not the weapons of our warfare. Baby, we pray when hell come to our door. You understand what I'm saying to you? We fast when it looks like this is just a little bigger than me. The people of God are the people of God 24-7. Lord, have mercy. The seed, the seed is the word of the kingdom, Lord. The seed is the word of the kingdom. The, 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 the hard ground represents someone who is hardened by sin. He hears but, but does not understand the word, and, and Satan plucks the message away, keeping the heart dull and preventing the word from making an impression. You, you, ever, you, ever, you ever bring somebody to church and, and the word be going forth and you be getting the word and the people around you are getting the word and everybody is getting the word, but the person that you brought to church is sitting there like this? And, and if you ain't careful, watch this, they begin to disturb your groove and they begin to get in the way of you getting what you're supposed to be getting from the word. And you sitting over thinking, you know, now they, he's preaching, but they, you're getting on my nerves sitting over looking all silly like that. I wouldn't have brought you if I knew this is how you was going to act. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and I want you to understand what has happened is the sin has hardened their heart and it is nothing that I am going to say. Lord, have mercy, that is going to penetrate that unless, unless it be a move of the Holy Ghost. You see. So, so, so they leave. They leave the same way that they came in. Or they leave worse. Or, or they leave and they say silly stuff. You, you understand what I'm saying to you, you know. And so, and so, and so you know, because, because they... The stony ground... <laughs> The stony ground pictures a man who professes delight in the word, you know, however his heart is not changed. Oh, God. Oof. And, 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 uh, and, and, and when trouble arises, this so-called faith quickly disappears. You, you, you ever see people that come to church one, two Sundays in a row? You, we done seen them. We've been here together long enough. They come one, two Sundays in a row, and, and, and they, they say all the right stuff, and, and they, they join every ministry. They join every ministry in a night. We put them on the page. They, done, they own every ministry. I clean, Pastor. I'll, 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 you know, I'll mop the floors. I'll, I'll, I'll cook the food. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be a deacon. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do everything. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. And, 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 and you put all that, and you're just like, whoo, we got some extra help in here. Hallelujah. You know, and then, and, and and, and they talking everything but the word. They, they, they posted all the stuff that say everything about God, but ain't got no word of God. Lord, have mercy. And then all of a sudden, you don't see him no more. And, and, and it happens a whole lot. It happens a whole lot with the women in the church. Let me just go ahead and tell the truth and shame the devil. And, 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 and especially the single women in the church because they come to church and they on fire. They love God. Woo, yes, God is everything. Thank you, Jesus. I heard that word. It saved my soul. And then they go home to their boyfriend and be like, I ain't going to keep on putting up with that. And the next thing you know, faith is shook and we don't. Now, ain't nobody mopping the floors. Ain't nobody being a deacon. Ain't nobody. And, 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 and you might not like me saying that, but you know it's the truth because a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the sad reality is we let people, we let people be our God. We, 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 we come home, we're hyped about the Lord, we're excited about the Lord, and, and we know that we're going home in sin already. We know the situation isn't a, a, a house that the Lord has built. And, and you know, and, and so, so, so I don't know why we always walk in the house like, here come the word. And now the whole house about to be saved. You are going to have opposition anytime that you leave a place that is not built by, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Whew. And so, and so, and so when you come back and you're excited and you're fresh and you're regenerated and you're revived and you're renewed and you come in there and you say, you know what, this would work for both of us if we was both on the same thing. And that person shows you that they're not. And you, you stumble back to church, you stumble back to church the next Sunday and, and, and you go back and you get rejuvenated and, but you wasn't as strong as you was last week because you know, you took some blows by the, you know, when you went home the last time and then you go back to, you go back home and you, you're a little stronger though, but you, you're better than what you was when you left the house that morning and then you go back into the house and then you, bop, 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 bop. Isn't it amazing how people of, that are not of God can give the people of God ultimatums. And we'll choose the human. We'll choose the creature over the creator most times. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. My spirit says I'm teaching in here today. So uh, you got to be careful about the ones whose faith quickly disappears. You, you ever know that one whose faith gets crazy in the battle and then, and then after the battle is won and God's people is in victory and then all of a sudden they strong again? <laughs> be watchful of them. The thorny ground depicts the one who seems to, re to receive the word, who seems to receive the word, but whose heart, is full of, uh, uh, whose heart is full of riches and pleasures and lust and things of this world that take his time and attention away from the word, and he ends up having no time for it. How, how, many, of you, how many of you love the word of God? You truly love God and you love his word. Let's just be 100 about it. But, 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 but we got some things in our lives. We've got some things in our hearts that we've yet to purge ourselves of because what happens is when you begin to give your life to God, there has to be a purging of you. Watch this because there's going to be space in your life that, only, that is only roomed for God. It is only, only has God's name on it. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, the, now, now the good, we're going to come back to that here in a second. The, the good ground portrays the one who hears, understands, and receives the word and then allows the word to accomplish its result in his life. Lord, have mercy. The, 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 the man represented by the good ground is the only one of the four who is truly saved. But, but because, get this, salvation, salvation's proof is fruit. Write that down. Salvation's proof is fruit. <laughs> oh, Lord. You, you want to know if I'm saved check my fruit you can tell me whatever you want to I'm, I want to see your fruit salvation's proof is fruit I want to look at verses 18 and 19 real quickly how much time I got okay I want to look at verses 18 and 19 real quickly 18 it says and, and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. How many of you understand that? How many of you just, just so let me, let me break it down in the amplified version, okay? I want you to hear this and I want you to hear this good because, see, here's what happens. When you hear you in the word, you should automatically be like, you, let me tell you something. You can front at the party. You could front at Walmart. You could front at the laundromat, but you bet not front in the church because when you hear yourself in the scriptures that is not God coming up against you that is God saying hey I'm trying to holler at you hey I'm trying to get your attention hey I've got a solution for what it is that you're going through you understand what I'm saying to you so so if you ain't gonna be real with nobody else and nowhere else be real with yourself in the house of the Lord amen so, oh God, watch this. And so listen, it says in 18, and then I'm breaking it down to the amplified version. I believe it's going to bless you. And the ones sown among the thorns are the ones who hear the word. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world and distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight and false glamour of deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in, choke and suffocate the word and it becomes the word. The word becomes fruitless. How many of you, we're going to tell the truth here because how many of you got saved before? How many of you remember when you got saved and you was newly saved and you went to the club not long after? And everything that you had been reading in the word, whew, if, and don't like it, don't, don't let them be playing your song when you walk in. Don't, oh. And, and, and don't let, don't, 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 can I talk to my men for a minute? Don't let thick little mama walk through the, through the, uh-uh, not, not, not wearing, not wearing that skirt, uh-uh, don't do that, don't do that. And, and, and don't let sexy Dex 
Well, women walk through, not, not the one you done. Do. I done dug him since high school for real. Well, you know, we did. Mm -mm. And, and your song, and you see it, and 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 the and the and and don't used to smoke weed, and and you smell it in the air, and you the song and sexy decks and the and the and the Lord, the Lord is my, the Lord is my. He must have the shepherd. He's the shepherd of my Lord. My, the Lord. And, and, and all of a sudden, you understand what I'm saying to you? And, and let me buy you a drink. And what? A free drink? And, and the Lord is my. And, the, the, uh, ooh, and uh, greater is. Greater, greater is the tango ray. I mean, grow, no, greater is. It, it, Then you walk in church Sunday. <laughs> Praising. Huh? <laughs> Am I talking in here? Choke that word straight. Ain't you left the club? Ain't no way nothing saved about you. I think it might have went as far as what you've been up to. I've been going to church. That conversation's over. You didn't even get to, I've been going, nothing really, just working. <laughs> Choked. And the word, the word is fruitless. Lord, have mercy. Don't know, and, and guess what? And, and it was the ones that you told, watch this, and your people that went to the club with you, everything that you had been teaching them all through the week is over. It's it has no power. It's gone. It's done. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> so you're trying to call people up. Sat you know, you, you, you ride home. Talking about, you going to church in the morning with me? Was you not there? <laughs> we had adjoining rooms. I know what you Where are we going? Church. You know, church. Look at 19. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of this age and the pleasure of the delight and false glamour and deceitful, deceitfulness of riches and, and the craving and passionate desire for other things. Look, after all that, you still got some other things. That's why you got to be on guard because after all of that, you would think, you would think that the distractions of the age, the pleasure and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving, I mean, you would think all that would be enough. But then it said, and then you crave, you have cravings and passionate desire for other things that creep in and choke and suffocate the word and the word becomes fruitless. Number one, the cares and anxieties of the world there's three things I saw here. Uh, the, the cares and anxieties of the world, God tells us in Scripture not to be taken by these. Look at uh, 1 Peter 5 and 7, King James Version. 1 Peter 5 and 7, it says, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Now listen, so just like, you know, you could go in and, and your cares for the world, like, you know, the club and all of that, but you, you could also let the cares of the world, you could let your bills punk you straight out. You could come into the church, yeah, uh -huh. see it ain't always the club. You could come into the church, you could go to church, get a word, and, and all of a sudden, you, you know that God has got you, you know that God is in your life, and then all of a sudden you go home Monday and get a garnishment paper. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and automatically, everything that you had, everything that you had learned yesterday, now, 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 you ain't operating in faith. Now you're you, you looking for another job. Now you're looking for a second job. Now, now you're thinking about, you know, you're thinking about, see, I, I, come, I come from the streets, and so I've seen people that got jobs pick up a side hustle. <laughs> 
just to knock a few things. You understand what I'm saying to you? They're going to be a drug dealer for a couple months till the bill is over with. I mean, you, you sit back and you, and you begin to, you, you was just praising God for all he has done. And you know that he'll never leave you. And you know that he'll never forsake you. And you get a garnishment paper. And, and, and before you pray, you, you hit, you're, you're, you're thinking of different avenues. And, and all of a sudden, the word is not in your heart at all. Your profanity has returned. Your bad attitude has returned. How many of you have seen a bill sometimes that was 40 or $50 more, just 40 or $50 more, and it changed your whole attitude for the day? But you was just in church talking about he makes a way. How is it that we get so faithless in God that, that we don't believe that he can handle garnishment? We don't believe that he can handle that he can handle uh, 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 $50 extra. We, we don't believe that he can handle whatever it is that comes up against us. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. He didn't tell you to go get no job. He didn't tell you to go do nothing else. He said, cast your, he says, the only second, the second job you're supposed to pick up when hell comes your way is casting it on me. That's all you're supposed to do is cast it on me. And if, I, and if it's something you're supposed to do after that, I'll let you know. But you don't make a move till you talk to me. You understand what I'm saying to you? You don't make a move till you talk to me. Lord, have mercy. And this is why you've got to get in God. This is why you've got to get in the word. Why? So that when he talks to you, you know it's him. You know his voice. You know that he's not going to say anything that's contrary to the word. He's not going to put you in a position that keeps you away from the word or from the people of God or from the house of God. You understand what I'm saying to you? You've got to know that you know that you know that you're hearing him. Amen. Amen. Let's look at that same verse, 1 Peter 5 and 7 in the Amplified. It says, casting the whole, casting the whole of your care. All of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, and once and all, once and for all, on him. He says, cast it on him. He says, you ain't got to pray to me no more after this. Give it to me once and for all. For he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. It says, while you're going through what you feel like is the hells of your life, he is watching you. He's got you. But you've got to cast it on him. You've got to give it to him. You don't give it to me. I'm just going to tell you to give it to him. You call me, we're just going to pray together. And don't get me wrong. Call me, call me. Before you lose your mind, before you go elsewhere, before you do something crazy, call me. Let's pray together. You understand what I'm saying to you. But you want to get to a point in your life when hell hits your shore. You, you get on your knees and you call on the one that you know is able. See, you might call me in a stingy moment. You might, you might call me in a stingy moment. You, you, and you might not want nothing, but I might be in a stingy moment. You know, I, you know, you ever get some extra money? And, and you've, been, you've been a minute, boy, you've been struggling. You get a little piece of extra money, never fails, do it. And so, that's why you got to change your number when you get kids. You got to change your number. You gotta, get, you gotta change your number. <laughs> you get a little piece of money, and you've been working on it, and you've been like, and then next thing you know, as soon as you be like, baby, I think we're gonna be straight. Bring. And you look at that phone, and you in a stingy moment right then. I don't care what they want, we ain't got it. And you better not say nothing. <laughs> and they call. And, and they don't even want nothing. They don't want what you got, except your link to God. But you so, <laughs> oh God, I'm teaching right here. I, I might be laughing, but I'm teaching. You so focused on what little you done came up on. You already ready to let somebody starve before you lose, oh God. Not understanding that it's the sowing, oh God, it's the giving that brings it back 
Put this up. I'm not going to answer the phone till you put that up. They might be, it might be FaceTiming. I'm just not seeing it right. And, and, and they tell you, I, I, Pastor, I just, got, I just got this building. I don't believe it. And, and, and all you hear is, can I borrow some money? <laughs> and you say, well, uh, well, you know, that's when I'm real unholy. Let me just go ahead and tell you all the truth. I'm real unholy. I'm trying, Larissa, I'm trying to come up with something. I'm, well, uh, you know, and, then it's, and I, just need to, I just need you to pray with me so that God can make a way. And you go, oh, yeah, prayer. That's just what I was about to say. Let's pray. <laughs> yeah. See, see, see. Y'all laughing, but y'all done did it. That's why you're laughing. You done did it. Because, because, and, and, and here's the thing. We need help with that. We need help with that. We, we got to be ready. See, see, the apostles, what made the apostles so dope was they said that they split everything and didn't nobody have a want. Nobody was going without electricity. Nobody was going without water. You understand what I'm saying to you? You know, no, no, no. Every want was met. Every every need was met because they had a heart to give because they had faith in God that where they had got that little, they would get some more. But just like just like the ones that, that have a stingy, that's having a stingy moment, the ones that's always calling need to have need to have an understanding that sometimes we just need to call God. See, that's elevation. That's when you begin to graduate. It's not that you don't think that your pastor, you're not dissing your pastor. I used to take that, per, I used to take that personal. Well, why you ain't call me? You've been teaching. My wife told me that one day. I said, I, said, I wonder why they ain't call me. She said, because you've been teaching. And I didn't get that. No, no, I mean, they was going through all that. They should have called me. They said, no, baby, you've been teaching. So they didn't need to call you. Oh, Lord. They knew who to call. So you see, you teach them that. So when you teach them, don't get mad when they don't call because you taught them. You see, call God. Notice he didn't say some of your care. He don't say some of your care. He says, he says all of your care. He didn't say the parts that you feel like you can, you can handle. He says, cast all your cares, the whole of your cares upon him. He says, once and for all. In other words, once you put it in God's hands, stop taking it back. Old saints used to say, you put your stuff on the altar, but before you leave, you come back to the altar and you take it back with you. I think it's a little deeper than in 2021. I don't even think it makes it to the altar. I think that you begin to, even though you're hearing a word, I think you begin to, you just decide to keep the hell right there in your lap. Some of us have been going through hell for so long, we don't know what to do without hell. Some of us have been going through issues for so long, we don't know what peace, we don't know what to do with peace. Peace makes us feel funny. Peace got us feeling like something, we must not be doing something right. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, 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 but God says, I want you to cast it on me once and for all. In other words, when you cast it on me, stop talking to your friends about it. When you cast it on me, I don't want you to tell somebody about it, hoping that they hear you and will bring you out of it, because that's not casting it on me. That's casting it on them, and you trying to manipulate me into making me believe that you gave it to me. But I'm God, and I know that you didn't give it to me, because if you gave it to me, you wouldn't be still trying to give it to everybody else hoping everybody else would bring you out of it because if you got a bill today what you want tell the truth of the champion devil do you want some money or do you want a word your flesh wants some money don't it but God could send a word that could say tomorrow, don't even worry about it. Sleep late, call in, get, get some breakfast, don't even trip. I'm God, cast it on me. We don't want that. Need it in my hand. Need it in my hand. And the sad part for many of us is we don't believe God is real unless it's in our hand. You know, I'm not going to believe that you do for me. And the reason why he ain't did for you because he don't do for you just for you to believe him. He already did too much already. He did enough already. Lord, have mercy. I need you to understand that once you give it to God, it is no longer your business. 
It is no longer your business. How you gonna do it? That ain't none of your business. When you gonna do it? That ain't none of your business. Look at, look at Philippians 4, chapter, uh, verse number 7. I'm almost done. Philippians verse, uh, chapter number 4, verse number 7. We're going to look at it in the Amplified. It says, do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. I think that he gives that as a, as a, for those of you that just can't sit there and just give it to me and be done. He says, if you're going to continue to talk about it, continue to talk about it to me. Because every time that you talk about me, but then you continue to talk about your problems with everybody else, you show a lack of faith. You show that I'm not working in your life. And we, don't, we ain't in this thing hustling backwards. So I don't need you to have them have their ear, but then run them away because ain't no use in having me if you're just going to keep on going through the same old, same old. You just got, if you just got to keep talking about it, you continue to talk about it to me. Don't, 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 don't make everybody else wonder why you would God since you ain't got no type of faith. Lord have mercy. So, so in these last two verses, 1 Peter 5 and 7 and Philippians 4 and 6, we see that the Apostle Paul was telling us that we shouldn't be caught up with the cares and the anxieties of the world. Now, I want you to see this in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4 and in the ESV version. We, what, 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 we can, what we can expect from God once we obediently cast all our cares and anxieties on him. In fact, we're going to read verses 6 and 7 in the ESV. And it says this. It says this. Do not be anxious. And the reason why I'm showing you all these different versions is because you get a, you get a stronger and a tighter understanding. That's why I keep showing you all these different versions because I want to make sure that when you leave here, you cannot say you did not understand what was being talked about. Amen. So, so in the ESV version, it says, verse number six, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God and the peace of God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will what? Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, hold on a minute. It says the peace of God will guard your heart. You understand what I'm saying to you? So in other words, no matter what it is that's trying to come up against, and we know that the heart is translated to mean what? Your, your mind. So he says, he says, and the peace of God will guard your mind against whatever it is that's coming up against you, against the less that you face, against the haters that you face, against the sickness that you face. It says the peace of God will guard your mind. <laughs> they trying to figure out why you ain't crazy because you got the peace of God guarding your mind. They're trying to figure out why you ain't put your hands on them because the peace of God is guarding your mind. They're trying to figure out why you ain't went back to smoking and drinking because the peace of God has guarded your mind. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know about nobody else. I get happy about that. Woo! I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I ain't tripping no more because of the peace of God. Oh, Lord. I'm a, woo, he says, if you do this, and this is what you get. It said, did you hear it? Don't be anxious about nothing, and the peace of God will guard your mind. In everything, in everything, let me know what it is that you're going through, and I will guard your mind from it. You won't lose, you won't lose an ounce of sleep. You won't miss a day of work. You're going to eat every meal. Your digestive system is going to be okay. You know sometimes when you get worried, you can't even eat. God said, you ain't going to miss a meal because I've got a peace that surpasses all understanding and it will guard your mind. Hallelujah. 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 You got to do something. You've got to trust him. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But the return on your investment of trust is off the hook. 
Lord, have mercy. So now we understand that if we give everything over to God, all of our cares and all of our anxieties, the peace of God, the peace that surpasses all understanding automatically begins to guard our mind. And I don't know about you, but I've had some hell come my way that made it hard to sleep at night, that made it hard to watch a movie, that made it hard to play with my kids. But I'm so glad that I learned about the peace of God. Okay, real quickly, let's go back to Mark 4, 19. The Amplified, we almost done. Lord, have mercy. No, we ain't. We're going to have to finish this next week. We're going to have to finish this next week. Woo. Verse number 19. Uh, Mark chap, uh, uh, chapter 4, our, our beginning verse, Gabe. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world... Distractions of the age and of pleasure and delight of false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Remember that? Second thing we see here is the distractions of this age. Let's go real quick to sec uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 35. King James Version. 1 Corinthians 7, 35. King James Version. And it says... Distractions, uh, 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 watch this. We're going to do the King James Version, then we're going to go to the Amplified. And we're doing this because distractions are all over the place today. You understand what I'm saying to you? Anybody know about distractions? We got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got, we got Snapchat, we got Instagram, we got Periscope, we got reality TV. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so many ways to watch TV anywhere now. You can watch TV on your phone, and let's just be real. If you got a, if you got an app that's got the, you can get the newest movies, and, 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 and Denzel got a good new movie out. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, he, and his movie's out, and, and it's that or read the word. What you gonna do? And you've been in church all day. You've been on the Facebook page all day. We've been doing scripture all day. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you get some free. You got, hey, let me tell you something. Be careful about that me time. Be careful about that me time. Uh -huh. be, be careful about that me time because that me time need, you have you needing some he time. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because and so and so and so now we got, we got all these ways to watch. Watch this. And, and it would be okay if all we was going to watch was TV. But some of us got fetishes. Some of us got issues. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I remember back in the day, you couldn't, you couldn't watch some things unless you just had, you had to have a computer to watch some of the things that you wanted to watch that you know you shouldn't be watching. But now, but now they put that stuff on your tablet and, and now you can hook up to anybody's hotspot or you can hook up to anybody's Wi-Fi and you can watch, you can watch you some porn in the parking lot while you're doing, y'all don't hear me up in here. You, you, you can do anything that you want to do nowadays with these phones. And so you've got to be careful because distractions are everywhere and as long as and let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you something about distractions. I got, I got this Google, right? I got this Google, and I didn't really understand when I first got Google. It said it asked you all the stuff that you're into. So you know, I'm like, I'm like Jay Z, you know, and, and you know, I tell the truth, I'm, and I'm saved. I like, you know, I like, I like to hear about Jay Z. I like to hear how he's making it. He's making it. I love to hear these business deals that he makes. And then I got, I got, I got the Lakers, and then I got Louisville, and then I got, uh, I got, I got uh, 20 things on there, right? You know, y'all done did it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And and so every time that I go to define a word when I'm working on the word right every time I go define something because you know I do a lot of definitions and so I have to go to Google and it's always one of my favorite topics anybody ever do that your face and you just see your person right there right there you just go let me just find out right there. And I don't know why. It ain't going to pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, why, why do I got to know? Why do I got to know what Jay-Z just paid for his latest mansion? 88 million. But anyway, you know. So then I want to see, well, what does an 88 million, what does an 88 million dollar mansion look like? I just came to find out how to define the word apply. Now, I'm somewhere over here with 50, and, and, and Rick Ross got beef over a chicken wing thing, the chicken wings company. And you understand what I'm saying to you? And all, just like that, I've been, I've been distracted. I've been distracted. Yeah, y'all sit here and see. And if you sit here and go, you get distracted. See, you got too much, you got too much faith in me. I'm just human. I get distracted. I get distracted. And, 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 so, and so I'll be like, and I call Miriam, it'd be 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> she, she'd be like, hello. I'm like, you ain't going to believe this. Jay-Z going to end up doing something to 50 Cent. I'm telling you, he going to keep on playing with Jay. He going to keep on playing. He don't know. We don't play like it. And she's like, what word are you supposed to be looking up? 
apply. I'll see you in the morning, baby. Sorry. You see, you got to be careful. You got to be careful because, because information is everywhere. Information, and you'll be distracted with the things that don't matter and, and, and the things of God which do matter, you'll be neglecting. So, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 7, 35. We're out. <clears throat> King James Version then Amplified. 35, it says, and I speak to you for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, that ye may not attend, that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Read this in the Amplified. We're out. We're going to finish this next time you see me up next week. 35 in the Amplified says, now I say this for your own welfare and profit, not to put a halter of restraint upon you, but to promote what is seemly and in good order, and to secure your undistracted and divided, undivided devotion to the Lord. He says, I, he says, the reason why I'm coming at you, he says, is, is I, don't wanna, I, wanna, I don't want you to think that I'm holding you back. I don't want you to think that all I want to talk about is church all the time. But, but what I am trying to do is, is, is tell you that it's time to keep on your hearts and minds the things that are of good report, the things that are of the Lord. The things that are of value, the things that are going to matter, the things that's going to have something to do with where you spend eternity. You understand? And so, and so, and so a lot of times what happens is everybody thinks that the preachers and the people of God, all we want to do is talk about church. But, but when we sit back, you know, and, and, and I don't feel bad about that no more because the people in the world, all they want to talk about is the world. So, so if you give me a choice of what I want to talk about, heaven or hell, I'm taught to, I'm taught to want no parts of hell, then I'm going to want to talk about heaven. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and since I believe that what I am talking about is going to profit you far more than what you're talking about is going to profit me, I don't need to know who got busted. I don't need to know who's got how many keys. I don't need to know how, you understand what I'm saying to you? I don't need to know who did what. I don't need to know any of that. That, that does not profit me. But you do need to know, you do need to know where your salvation lies. You do need to know about the name that is above every other name and, 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 and one day every knee shall bow at this. You do need to know about that. You, you do need to know about the Lord. You see what I'm saying to you? And so that's right, clap. That's a clapping moment right there. He, that baby was just teaching. That baby was just teaching right there. That's a clapping moment. You do need to know about the things of the Lord. And suffer not the little children. Y'all should have clapped. Yeah, because you need to know about the things of the Lord. 21st century church, one of our biggest problems is we know about everything but God. We can give you stats, facts, figures, years, everything about so many different things. But somebody asks you to explain the book of James, and you blah, 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 blah. And these things, as in the book of James says, these things ought not to be so. Amen? We have to take this word. And we have to use it to our advantage. We have to apply it to our lives so that, so that, so that, and, and we can't let anything choke it out and make it fruitless or unfruitful. Listen. You hear all of that? You can hear it. You hear all of that? You hear right there? Right here you see that you hear that and that is why we cannot we cannot miss God we cannot miss they are banking we don't miss God they don't even know how crazy it is but they Everything, yeah, everything is on. Don't miss God. In my closing, I was talking to someone the morning before last, and I said, I was, I was just really kind of fatigued with Christian parenting. And I said, I don't think, I said, if if I would have known, if I would have been shown. My grandmother, she did all that she could from, from, from another city, but, but in the days that it, that it really mattered, if I'd have known bringing my child up in Christ, my children up in Christ, 
was so important. Was so important. I, th- I think you know it. Not only would it have changed a lot of my children's lives, but it would have changed. It would have changed my life far sooner. The importance of not missing it. The importance of not missing it. And some of you are saying, hey, I got some kids, some of them are grown, and, and, you know, and, and, and I did it right, I raised them right. And, and, and the Bible says, it says, being confident in one thing, Lord have mercy, he who has begun a good work shall continue. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 I, I, you know, and, and here's the reality. I've had to come to, to, the, to the terms that I might not get to see what I prayed for. But I believe that the prayers still exist far after I'm gone. I, I believe that they still got powers far after I'm gone. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? And so, and so, but had I known how important it was from, from, they, from they size up to raise them in Christ, to let them see the real deal in Christ. And we all have children, nieces, nephews, grandbabies to walk this walk in front of, to be a beacon of light, to be an example too. And we all have a God to walk before. Amen? Listen, we bless God for everything that has went forth today. If there is anyone in the building today that desires to give their life to Jesus, I don't know where you are, what you might have been going through, what you've been through, but today is the day that you've decided to give your life to the Lord. We might have thought that you were saved. That wasn't none of our business, no way, but, but today's the day that you want to give your life to God. You're serious about that. We offer you the invitation to come on down. Let me tell you something. There is no greater thing than to be saved. There is nothing greater than to be saved. If we have anybody in the building today that says, listen, I, I've been tripping and I know I'm not where I should be with God, but I'm ready to change that today. And I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I'd like to do it today. We offer you the invitation to come on down. Don't let the keyboard stop you. Don't let the keyboard stop you because that means it ain't real. God sometimes looks for naked worship when you ain't got all the preservatives and adjectives added to it. But just on the strength that you want to be with him. If there's anybody in the building today that says, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. We offer you the invitation to come on down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we have anybody in the building today, listen. And today's the day that you need prayer. You just need prayer. We offer you to come down. I'm not laying hands, but I will pray for you uh, uh, as a whole. Hallelujah. And I'm, not, and I'm not laying hands because, because of COVID. I'm not worried about that. I'm not laying hands because the Lord has, t- has told me not to. That's why I'm not laying hands. Amen.